This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi bhulte ya chhodte. I am going to be your host for this week. This is Manisha Pandey and uh, Abhinandan is on leave. He's in Dehradun. He's taking a much deserved break. So he's not going to be on this week's hafta but we have a really exciting panel. and before i introduce our guest for the week i'll just make a couple of announcements uh, one is that we have a new nl sena appeal up on the website uh, vivek call is going to be decoding covid data for us under this project he's going to analyze covid testing data and new infections from january 1st to june 10th across all states with over a crore people so please check this nl sena project out and please contribute uh, you've already read some of the fabulous stuff that vivek kaur has done for us so it's going to be worth your time and your money um we also have a lot of exciting recesses lined up uh, for those of you who don't know what recess is nl recess is basically a zoom session where our subscribers can speak directly with leading authors and actors who we bring on for chit chatting we've had gulzar we've had konkana sen sharma we've had ram guha and the next line of speakers includes uh, varun grover akash banerji the highway on my plate team and gazala wahab this sunday abhinandan's going to be in conversation with kabir bedi so please uh, check notes under the hafta article on the website or our discord server to know how you can attend now there are new rbi guidelines on recurring payment that will impact our recurring subscription flow uh, some of you who've been subscribers with us for long uh, you've had your payments linked via our, our payment gateway razor pay and you've had subscription fail in the last couple of weeks um if this is happening to you and if you haven't received an email from us already do sign up for a new subscription using a credit card if you have one we've changed our payment flow so the new recurring subscriptions will work fine if you don't have a credit card you can get a longer subscription of 1 year to 6 months instead of 1 month um by then we'll have more ways of recurring payments and that way you would also support it independent media for a longer time so please do that and if you're based overseas best is to pay via paypal in usd as a payment method on our site to save banks currency conversion charge now i'm going to quickly introduce our guest for this week welcome rukmini hi manisha so uh, those of you who live under a rock i'll just explain i'll just introduce rukmini to you she is india's uh, leading data journalist and one of the few data journalists i'd say even though it's something that has caught on over the past few years she was data editor at the hindu and her most recent appointment was as editor of data and innovations at huffington post huffington post india She's currently an independent journalist. She writes on gender, crime, law, caste, inequality, and is passionate about engaging storytelling. She's written uh, over the past week. She's written some stellar stories on Scroll and Dhanik Bhaskar on COVID deaths, and that's something that we will be discussing with her. Along with that, we have uh, Mehraj with us. Hi, Mehraj. Hello. And we have Raman sir. Hi. Great. Uh, Mehraj, do you want to give us the headlines, and then we can go to Rupini. So I'll just read out the top headlines for this week. Charges against Siddiq Kapan, the Kerala journalist who was accused of disrupting peace in UP's Hathras, where he was uh, going to report on the rape and murder of a Dalit girl. The the charges have been dropped now, but he is still uh, charged under the UAPA, uh, which is the anti-terror law. Uh, the police in uh, Ghaziabad, again in Uttar Pradesh, have registered an FIR against Twitter, The Wire. and seven other people including journalists rana ayub and mohammed zubair for uh, tweeting out about the assault of an elderly muslim man in 
uh, Loni. Uh, we'll be talking about this uh, a bit later. And ABP Ganga journalist in Uttar Pradesh's Pratap Gad was found dead on the night of June 13, a day after he wrote to Prayagraj police saying his life was in danger and asked for protection. A Delhi court has ordered the release of Natasha Narwal, Devangana Kalita, and Asip Iqbal Tanha, who are activists who were uh, arrested and the police accused them of being allegedly involved in the Delhi carnage of February 2020. They haven't yet been released, though they have got, got the baby. Yeah. For every 1,000 men vaccinated in India so far, only 854 women have received a vaccine shot. That kind of, I think, mirrors the sex ratio. In fact, it's worse than that, I suppose. Andhra Pradesh saw 400% increase in deaths in May. Tamil Nadu saw more modest excess mortality. This we'll be discussing with uh, Rukmini. The Economist says research at the Virginia Commonwealth University suggests India's actual COVID toll could be upwards of 20 lakh. That's about four, uh, five to seven times higher than the official figure of just about three and a half lakh. Uh, Mizoram's chief minister has said his government will provide relief to people fleeing military repression in Myanmar uh, who have taken refuge in the state. The Kolkata police this week questioned actor and BJP leader Mithun Chakraborty for comments he made during a campaign rally earlier this year when the Bengal election was going on. Uh, the comments included, a dialogue, included dialogues from, one, uh, from his movies. One dialogue, and I quote, but translating roughly from Bangla, I'll hit you here and the body will be found in a crematorium. Another dialogue he said, and I quote again, I'm not a harmless snake. I'm a cobra, one that will kill you with one strike. Uh, Shirumani Akali Dal Chief Sukhbir Singh Badal was uh, detained by the Punjab police when he went outside Chief Minister Amarinder Singh's house to protest against the procurement of Covaxin at rupees 400 per dose and then selling it to private hospitals for uh, over a thousand bucks. India signed off on a joint statement by G7 and guest countries on open societies that encouraged the values of freedom of expression, both online and offline. Well, if you wanted some hypocrisy for the week, that's it. Benjamin uh, Netanyahu has lost his 12-year hold on power in Israel after its parliament voted in a new government. Right-wing nationalist Naftali Bennett was sworn in as prime minister on Sunday. Those are the main headlines for the week. Over to you, Manisha. So I think one of the things that local no news reporting showed very clearly is that there was there was essentially a breakdown in all sorts of access to healthcare during those months. I mean, if you if a person was to have a heart attack in May in most big cities in the country, getting uh, to a hospital in time would have been very difficult. And we know also that. Uh, people who need regular access to other life-saving things like dialysis or cancer treatments also really struggle to access uh, management of their chronic conditions. So um, I would say that I think these numbers show these numbers show that there was a, a horrific spike in mortality, especially in April and May in India. Uh, a share of these are. Uh, definitely uncounted COVID. Again, this is something we know through field reporting by reporters who've shown things like how someone with, you know, one one person in the family got a COVID test and then died. And then three other people could not even get tested, but died in essentially the same way, but they were not counted as COVID deaths. So we know that that's happening because of this excessively stringent definition of a COVID death that we've been following. So I would say it's a combination of it of the two. Um, as a journalist, I don't feel uh, equipped to say what share of these are 
COVID deaths. I know that epidemiologists will work on that. But yeah, essentially there was a uh, historic, in, in all the bad ways, uh, spike in mortality in India in April, May 2021. Sure. So right from the beginning of the pandemic, it's been very clear that, um, that deaths is an important indicator to focus on. We're going to miss a lot of infections and cases, but deaths are relatively hard to miss and they're important to um, look at. Um, I think this is a sort of truism that's true of pandemic reporting across the world, but then you have to factor in the particular issue in India and possibly in other countries as well that we are using an excessively strict definition of what a COVID death is. Um, what happened in the first wave, and I know that's you know even hard to remember right now, but in comparison to the rest of the world, India's official mortality rates from COVID were exceptionally low. And one thing that became very clear to me from talking to people very early on is that instead of hanging on this notion of exceptionalism, we should have been actually trying to figure out why it is that these numbers are so low. And potentially they have already moved us in the direction that we are seeing right now. Instead, I think um, that number became the source of a bit of a partisan uh, fight, which is one side wanted to show that no, there are more deaths than this without having the data for it, while the other side hung on to that number as proof that the pandemic was being managed in a in a way that was almost like biologically impossible. So I did want to know what the number of total COVID deaths was, but it became pretty clear to me quite early on that. I wasn't going to be able to establish it. If death certificates don't say it, there isn't a way that I can establish how many of these are COVID deaths until there is some sort of post-facto survey about it. So I became looking at deaths from all causes to just focus on an increase in mortality without this endless hair splitting about how many of these are COVID deaths. Right. Uh, and I suppose in the last, uh, I've been working on it consistently, but it was only in the last few weeks that a few um, pathways opened up. And it's been great how it's had a sort of domino effect because uh, I have made these pathways quite clear and in some cases I've even put the data in public and then others have uh, simultaneously, you know, tried to do the same thing. The Hindu has done it for a couple of cities and Tamil Nadu, Scroll has done it for Assam today for 2020. I know others in uh, Inadu, for example, have done it. So. You know, no, no, our, no, no, no. In fact, our story also talks about this uh, whatever this trust is referring to this, uh, you know, agreement or not. I mean, that is not true. Uh, our report talks about that agreement too. And also the uh, fact that uh, uh, this land, we still don't know whether it belongs to any individual. Apparently, this land belongs to Vakf Board. And again, apparently Vakf Board had leased it out or it had given to an individual for some time. But Vakf board land can never be sold. I mean, that's the law of the land, I think. And and you cannot sell it off. So so how it happened? And uh, again, the land is very prime. Again, this is this land is not for the temple. This is for the commercial purposes because it is near the railway station. I, I mean, I, I see the whole thing as very like funny and rather poetic because this whole thing has been like one big giant scam from the time the idol was smuggled into the mosque, the whole Ram Janmabhoomi agitation, the collection of money, the Supreme Court shenanigans, the judgment and entire thing up till now has really been a scam on, you know, morality, cons whatever was remaining of constitutional values on any idea of justice and secularism. 
so i think compared to all that this is like i mean this is really like poetic justice to see this happening right now that the whole edifice is really built on corruption and on i mean injustice and scams and vhp abbot uh, what uh, ayush and basant were telling me was that there's a lot of anger among the priests there and you know the basically not the temple trust guys but you know the priests who've been there for a while and agitating for this land or who've been you know um, doing the worship there for the idol they've been very upset with <clears throat> how the vhp is sort of you know taken over and so it was possible for us to send ayush and uh, basant to ayodhya because you guys subscribe to us and that is why we are able to uh, we could send them and you are going to see many more i don't want to speak about them but you are going to see uh, a couple of more good stories from that so i th- i think we should point out here that i mean uh, whatever the police is saying a lot of that is being disputed one by the victims family they are saying the carpenters they don't know anything about selling amulets and stuff another thing is one of the accused who happens to be a muslim his father is saying i mean asking really why would he i mean he knows the importance of the what it means for an old muslim man to have his beard to chop it off like the indignity of it he would know why would he why would he do that so those kind of questions have not been asked and like we have done a report also where so at the center of this one of the key characters is a local samajwadi party leader mm. who has kind of like muddied the waters around this and he is the person who went with the victim to the police station to file the complaint and the victim was staying with him for a while and he is the one who's been speaking on his behalf and he was the he did a facebook live where the old man for the first time said that this was communally motivated he was asked to chant jai shri ram and stuff and all that so this really i mean unless we have the, the video that is there it doesn't have audio i mean there's only a background score or something and there's no audio so unless we have that audio we know for sure what those people said and we know like this uh, old man his name is abdul samad safi his version of the events from from him like directly i mean there'll always be questions about this and that about motivations but i mean that doesn't take away anything from the assault on him i mean that was barbaric you can see it from the video whether it was communally motivated or not and the fact that people in this country are increasingly emboldened to to do that i mean in the i in the last couple of weeks i i don't remember a day that's gone by when there's not been a news of a lynching of somebody being killed in custody somebody being attacked i mean just like less than 30 miles from where our office is in delhi in yamuna vihar some hindutva goons reportedly like barged into a muslim family's house in the middle of the night and beat them up there was uh, one uh, there was a mahapanchayat held in uh, haryana like less than i think 50 kilometers from delhi where 50 apparently reportedly 50000 people gathered to defend the alleged lynchers of a muslim man and one of the persons who spoke there at that mahapanchayat was the person who was accused of killing a teenage muslim boy on a train for no other reason than that he was he was muslim so this is part of a pattern i mean if you are allowing this with impunity to happen with impunity it's going to i mean this is this is a fire this is going to spread only unless you actually contain it that's the saddest part about the another aspect is this uh, this fir against journalists so the most curious thing i or maybe not curious since this is the up police if almost every media organization every top media organization carried this news reporting 
practically the same things that the victim is saying this and this and this and this happened he was also chant slogans and stuff but the police have named wire and they have named twitter and they have named six people all of whom happen to be muslim hmm. so what message send out yeah actually you're right yeah except wire wire is the organization and they wire the organization is the organization the individuals they have named they're all six of them muslims three politicians and activists and three journalists i think there are two issues involved one is the act itself and the second part is uh, police registering an fir against individuals and a company okay the first the act act basically uh, what the police have claimed uh, so far that uh, it was uh, there was something personal uh, between the accused and the victim and then the accused assaulted but the kind of assault as we saw on the uh, video without the uh, you know this thing audio it it reflects it gives a it a, a bit of communal color cutting okay. of the beard uh, but cutting of the beard anyway i feel that it reflect i personally feel that it reflects communal mentality of a person who did it whether he did it in presence of his muslim friends or whatever okay mm. but but it it was his communal mentality so the, i am very clear about it yes i mean uh, the the audio is is not there so you cannot uh, deduct and you cannot uh, say that uh, you know he was made to say jai shri ram and all that uh, which uh, which uh, i do not go with definitely i mean that we need to further look into and the fact like our story has found that uh, there is a samajwadi party uh, an aspirant you know for the coming election uh, mla aspirant so he took away this person and he was trying to get some political mileage out of that video so all those things have also happened and the police have filed uh, uh, you know an fir against the uh, uh, samajwadi party uh, leader as well now the second thing is the uh, fir i think fir is a bigger design is not the individuals just became part of it but i think it was the fir was more because twitter was not falling in line twitter had not appointed uh, you know and is not following uh, you know the the recent laws that the it ministry has uh, you know come up with so 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 to tell that the twitter is as much responsible as the individuals who you know uh, tweeted those uh, that uh, that uh, video uh, so 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 the, i think that is the major uh, the, this is why the police have gone after twitter and and the individuals i think this is a larger case it's not just this is just case is the alibi basically it is to force twitter to fall in line yeah and also alt news you know i mean they have done some stories which have embarrassed the bjp government quite a bit yes because it's true that times now um, many other news uh, channels and portals reported the same thing that man forced to chant jai shri ram mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, allegedly whatever so they didn't tweet out anything uh, different however it's true that they like zubair's tweet did go really viral so maybe they were you know just khundak me ki iska viral hai ya whatever so so pakadte hain I don't know what Rana you said. I guess I, I think she. I'm not very sure, but I think she made a. Hers was more of an opinion on on what this says about India, and so was Sabaz. I think Sabaz was also about Hindu Rashtra. But maybe no one has been, uh, uh, you know, booked just for uh, tweeting the video 
only I think the one who has given the opinion with the video has been no because Zubair actually only gave you know he only wrote that this is being claimed by the victim claims okay. that he was you know so actually his tweet was quite careful it wasn't that um, it's just that uh, it really went viral and then the Ghaziabad police responded to him and then he put out a he even you know in that thread he wrote that Ghaziabad police has arrested a Muslim men. This is the latest update. And then he deleted it saying that the claims of the man uh, saying that he was forced to chant Jai Shiram are not substantiated. So I'm deleting the tweet. So, I mean, he also, I mean, considering Twitter, mein log kya kya kar dete hain, this is hardly like, this is hardly something that would have. Just a couple of, uh, about a couple of months ago, there were these videos from uh, apparently or allegedly from Bengal, which were made viral and people made all sorts of claims, even when the videos were not there. From there at all. I mean, oh yeah, routinely. I mean, uh, exactly. routinely that happens. Yeah. All of you listening in the Chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta. We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served, and advertisers pay. Advertisers served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.